The views expressed on the patient's perspective come directly from patients, so they are not intended to diagnose, treat, or replace professional medical advice. Information coming from the patient's perspective is for entertainment and educational purposes only, so if you have any health concerns regarding yourself or anyone else, please see a physician. The Patient's Perspective is a podcast created by patients for patients and does not focus on any specific disease or condition. Content may make you laugh, cry, and question your moral beliefs surrounding healthcare and the many issues patients run into while in the system. Finally, the most important point of view is cast into the light. The Patient's Perspective. On today's episode of The Patient's Perspective, I introduce a new segment, Mangled Mondays, where anything can be talked about. Hi, everyone. So today I would like to introduce a new co-host. This lady and I have met through some unconventional interactions, I guess you can say, and under unconventional circumstances. And she is going to be helping me co-host the new segment that we've now named Mangled Mondays, which is, oh, see, I'm already messing up there, Candace. Candace, just introduce yourself. Let's get in here. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) So I'm thrilled to be here today. And um, I'm Candace. And Kyla reached out to me a while ago um, over the internet, which is beautiful and magical in many, many ways. And I think we're going to hit on some of that stuff today. But yeah, I mean, Kyla, let's talk a little bit about why Mangled Mondays. And I'll introduce myself as somebody who feels a little mangled sometimes. I have multiple incurable progressive autoimmune diseases that um, I'm going to say it plague me. And we met through the internet and kind of formed a friendship and kind of like started talking about working together and things just blossomed from there. So again, I'm just going to say I'm, I'm glad to be here and let's, let's get into it. Yeah, so the, the to listeners out there, um, I was developing a, another business that was supposed to focus more on group kind of peer counseling. And uh, I had met Candace in a disease uh, forum probably about a year to two years ago, I would think. And so she and I had been speaking with each other back and forth uh, about the condition. And I had noticed while being friends with her on Facebook, that Candace was an excellent writer. Uh, Candace seemed to be able to write long posts and was very thoughtful and was able to articulate herself really well. 
I'm better at speech. I am not as great in writing. I did not have the, <laughs> Candace, you'll laugh at this. In like grade four, we had to write poetry and mine was the only one out of the whole grade that did <laughs> I didn't make it into this magazine that they used. Not that like it was supposed to be the magazine for the school. <laughs> That's mean. Oh goodness. <laughs> My brain is completely left. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so interesting to that effect. My writing kind of... skills aren't that great. So I when I was looking for people to be a part of either this group or with the podcast, which was in the back of my mind, although I was still embarrassed, you know, Candace was literally the first person that I thought of. So that's that's how Candace and I, I I messaged her and we started talking. And then you stated, what what did you write back to me, Candace? Like, what were you working on? Oh, so I mean, it started kind of you reached out to me first. This all happened within a matter of days, okay? Um, when you reached out to me, in fact, I didn't track back right away because I was going through some serious health concerns at the time. Within like a matter of weeks, I was in and out of the hospital via ambulances that I didn't call four different times. And I was having some real tough time navigating all of that, including how to get the help I needed in the immediate given the current situation with pandemic and stuff like that. And um, you had reached out to me and I thought it was amazing. And I think I immediately said, yes, sure. I would love to be a podcast contributor because you had even asked me already, like, would you like to even maybe be a repeat mm -hmm. visitor? <laughs> and I'm going like, this is kind of a dream that I had had earlier about being this kind of a contributor I, I'm a, okay I'm an okay public speaker <laughs> but but I do work a lot in the written in the written world and so my Facebook posts are very calculated because I, I do work as a publicist and in the music business but I'm getting all over the place because I think I might also have ADHD so let's just remember that things get a little mangled <laughs> so but as I was saying, um, you reached out to me and then I was going through some crazy stuff with my health and I'm in some other um, chronic illness groups because I suffer multiple. So one of them is MS and that's what was happening to me at the time. My brain was going through some very scary things that could have been stroke, could have been seizures, could have been just a pseudo relapse with MS, but we don't know until we get an MRI. I was going through a really tough time navigating that stuff and I was on another group and a friend who is now a very dear friend, Susie, posted a, a post about the healthcare in our province of Ontario and the home care. And Susie is, as we know, because Susie is a part of the patient's perspective now, Susie is a quadriplegic that suffers MS. And so she has to access home care. Well, there was just kind of a ranty thread going on because we're all a little frustrated. And um, I made a joke that I had been making for months. I'm going to be in my next forced retirement career. Now, what a joke to make about oneself. The language has changed recently, right? But I made this joke that for my next forced retirement career, I was going to be a systems navigator 
and patient advocate. So then other people, including Susie, jumped in and said, I'm a social worker and I would love to do that job. How do we make it work? So I created a little chat group, which I invite, very promptly invited Kyla into. And um, Kyla and I had had one <laughs> chance. Did we have one chance to have a talk before I pulled you into that working group? No, we that we we didn't even meet until after I had been into the group already. Yeah, and we yeah, haven't even so I think physical, in any physicality. Like the patient's perspective right now is done completely virtual. Um, we're all in different um, towns, except for I'm residing with one of the other uh, ladies now that has jumped on board with the patient's perspective, as well as somebody else that I know, um, a male who will you know his episode hasn't dropped yet. Uh, who I've been friends with now for over 20 years, um, who suffers from uh, mental health problems. Um, so, you know, this is, it started off with just myself, and but I had a feeling that once it started, it would just expand at a quick rate. And it did. Anyone that has been interviewed says that they love the idea and that they want to jump on board, right? So that's now we've had to kind of rein things in a little bit because, um, uh, it was getting too big quickly for only one person. That was for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm feeling the same with the other, with my business. And can I name it now? <laughs> Up to you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what we were building was um, something that we're now calling Connected Hearts Helping Canada. And what we're, we're aiming to be is an accessibility consulting firm built by those with accessibility needs by and for that garners funds by acting as a for-profit business to do our larger social purpose of systems navigation, patient and care provider advocacy. And then right now we are just a very small group of people who are building a business plan and eventually we will be launching in a more full way. But as of right now, we have a Facebook page. We're at facebook.com slash connected hearts helping. And if you take a look at that, there is an email that you can track us um, to for more information. Thank you, Candace. Yeah, so it's, it's not, so it's still in the very beginning stages. Um, Absolute planning, yes. And, and our aim is to be completely remote, completely accessible, and completely inclusive yes so and and that's why like it just the timing was wonderful when you reached out and then it was you reached out first with your business and then you shared with me this podcast and you had done your first episode which is your code of ethics and when I heard that I thought this lady is doing it right and how can I help her and how can we make this big fast because this is what people need? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, today, Candace, I mean, you and I were loosely kind of had chosen a topic and that's what Mangled Mondays is all about. Um, some persons might find it hard to follow, <laughs> but this is, you know, Candace and I kind of talking um, in ways that we would mostly talk off camera. And it can go in all kinds of directions. Um, subjects could become intertwined, which is why we thought mangled uh, was, you know, a good name for it. 
And, um, you know, we wanted to really kind of focus this episode on just how like the, the, the positive um, changes that can occur with chronic illness ill patients due to the internet. And some of the biggest things that we have, you know, experienced so far, number one is these businesses, even though, you know, now I'm maybe planning on trying to head out Candace's way at some point in time and vice versa. So we can actually meet each other in person. We have found out that we're almost like kindred spirits. Like we're, we're like twin flames. Yeah. The same spirit. Like Candace was talking about wanting to travel in a van. And I literally, we were on a video call and I literally walked her out to my vehicle and showed her that I was making my minivan um, conversion that has like a tent awning off the side of it. So like literally you are my kindred spirit, you know, you're my Anna Green Gables, you know, like (laughs) I absolutely love that analogy. That was my favorite book series as a young one. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Or whatever. Yes. So, and yeah, on the, the, the loose topic of, you know, that connection, those connections that we can make are healing as well, right? And the internet has helped with that so much. And, you know, like the tech is advancing to make things easier for people who need to freelance, right? Freelance economy is really helpful to people with barriers, I think, in my in my humble opinion, right? Yeah, no, it, it's, um, I mean, working from home, I know many people despised it during the pandemic. I absolutely could not imagine myself working outside of the home strictly. You know, I could probably do it part-time, but strictly um, ever, ever again. Like I, I, some persons thrive when they're at home. And I found that I actually get more work done and I'm more motivated. I can take the breaks that I need. Um, for example, my, I've said this in previous podcast episodes, my legs swell really bad. So like right now I have them up on, um, on like a, a stool. Um, I can do stretches if I need to, like, it's just so more accommodating for my situation, right? Like how weird would it look if, if like I was in an office and like a coworker came in and there I am laying on the floor on my lunch break, like with my legs up, up against the wall, right. Trying to get swelling down into my legs. It's more comfortable to be doing that at home. Right. Um, but so, I mean, the internet has been, um, I mean, we all know it has its dark sides, but that's not what we're going to be talking about today. The internet has really branched my abilities to, uh, meet new people. Yeah. And, you know, as you mentioned the dark side, I mean, one thing that I've been saying to a lot of my friends who are you know, they're pulling away from the internet and technology because there is there is a lot of darkness that is coming to light as technology advances. But the thing about that is, and when what I have been saying is, any tool that can be used for evil can also be used for good, mm-hmm. right? So if the tools are available, like one thing that I loved throughout the pandemic and as far as accessibility, was to be able to access doctors through virtual care. Mm-hmm. Now, I even had my daughter, she broke her baby toe. 
Now, I know that there's nothing that you can do with a broken baby toe, but I knew that my teen would need to know from a doctor that she was okay. And I thought, oh my goodness, our wait times in our emergency rooms are like 12 hours. That's going to be very exhausting for me and my MS and all my other things, right? And so I'm like, how do I, how do I do this? And there was a, there was a virtual urgent care Ontario website for a while. Now they've lessened that, but I, you know, I hope there's more of that in the future because we were able to see an emergency room doctor who had me poke and prod and ask my kiddo if it hurt (laughs) just to verify that she had only broken her toe. And he was able to say, you know what, there's nothing we can do anyway. So you just saved yourself a trip. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important as well for uh, adults who work also with prescriptions. I mean, you used to have to literally see your doctor physically in order to renew a prescription. And I understand why, because it could have been a year. Maybe there's been some changes with that prescription. Maybe it's not appropriate for that person anymore. Um, also, yeah, just to make, yeah, just to kind of check in and make sure that there's no, you know, side effects with the patients that, you know, once they re-prescribe, but at the same time to have to leave and to take one to two hours off of your job, just to get a prescription that you could do over video conference, um, you know, like those ones are literally their job saving. Like we're not even talking about time saving. It does save time but they, that can literally be job saving, particularly for persons who do like working um, in like an office or a, um, you know, outside of the home situation. Well, yeah, even in my case, it would be health saving, yeah. right? Because um, the heat bothers me. I cannot drive because I've recently had seizure type events. So I have to take public transit. So my, my trip is not only the hour of the appointment or the hours waiting for the appointment because it's running behind, but also the hour out of my day that is spent on a bus. And and those things can be taxing as well, especially like if anybody's ridden a bus with a walker, um, it's a projectile on a bus that you have to hang on to that is threatening to pull you into the aisles or hit other people. So it gets work. <laughs> so yeah, the internet um, is providing more access and it, it could be providing spaces for more and more jobs that are accommodating. And that's why, I mean, you know, to the listeners out there, Candace and I, um, as well as uh, Susie are really wanting this other business to you know go ahead because it this really is the future you know and we we realize that we are more able than we thought because we were able to work from home or to work more around our own schedules etc etc um so and, and persons who are physically sick that's not the we're not the only group i mean they're single mothers they're single like they those marginalized groups really need more flexibility when it comes to their jobs and when it comes to healthcare. Yeah. And that's where systems navigation comes in and advocacy as well, because um, in a lot of provinces, especially mine, there is no public advocacy piece 
there's no public navigation. And so it, it can often be very hard to find even services that are available to you without like, like you say, in the instance of a single, single parent on assistance, because they have to be at home with their children, they may not know that there are certain supports that they could have access to that will make their quality of life and therefore their health better and their children's health. Right. A lot of those appointments, they also don't allow you to bring young kids, you know, so then they're stuck <laughs> in childcare. Yeah. They have to find like it's, it is, um, you know, that's what we're hoping on doing is to at least encourage and to become a like consulting uh, firm so that we can help uh, more abled persons understand what is going on in like, the less abled person's uh, world. Right. Yeah, that's that's perfectly said, Kyla. Thank you for that. So other than that, I mean, there's there's lots of other positives in terms of the Internet. I mean, I ran into having a rare disease. Uh, it took me years, but I ended up finally running into persons who had the same condition. And we all what we would do is if somebody popped into the group and then stated where they lived, for example, let's say somebody says, you know, I'm from Alberta. If I wasn't on that day, but this other lady that I had met from Ontario, if she noticed that post, she would then get a hold of me. And then I would then message that person. And so with that, we were able to get um, at least two people in this province officially diagnosed with progesterone allergy by doing it that way. So we, we were yeah. able, patients were taking the gears and control and we're able to move the, the, the dial for those patients on, on, instead of it taking them 15 years to get diagnosed, you know, it only took them three and, and, you know, we knew the path of doctors they had to get to, to get diagnosed. Right. And now you and I, we're similar in age, I, I believe I'm 38 years old. Now, if I think back to even my first year of college, that's when I first got a computer because I grew up with a single mom as well. And so she was on assistance. We didn't have much money. I used my student loans to buy my first computer. Now, even in those days, there was not, I, I'm going to say it, Facebook, right? In, and in the days of, of MySpace and then Facebook, those were the tools that finally started to open up that connection. And if those things had never existed, even though there's been a lot of talk about how there are ways of those tools being used for not good purposes, you know, we would never have been able to connect with people were it not for these social platforms that, that now exist. And that was what, like 15 years ago, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Well, 2003 is <laughs> like 20 years ago, but I'm aging myself goodness <laughs> but the advent of the tech is amazing and I'm you know what a great mangled topic yes. to uh dive into because we could talk for for years on on the way that tech is now changing the world yes right yeah but with that I think we'll end the talk today um, but for the listeners out there, know that uh, Candice is becoming my co-host for Mangled Mondays. Um, and we're, yeah, she and I will get into and divulge into numerous topics or sometimes maybe events that are going on in the news 
Um, and uh, yeah, I guess all we can do is see how it goes, Countess. <laughs> Maybe we'll oh, yes. you're super weird. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. Oh, I love the weird. I am all about the weird. And so with that, I will say I cannot wait to reconnect. And we will do this often. That is correct. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks very much for joining in. And from us at the patient's perspective, we hope that you have a great day. I'm so happy you were able to join in and listen to us today. If you have an episode idea or would like to share your story, please email me at info at thepatientsperspective.com or join our Facebook page under the same name. From all of us who are working hard bringing patient issues to light, thank you for tuning in and supporting The Patient's Perspective.